Find out when Brad gets set. If he gets. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, night. And a question, a psychopath. Faceless co-host, he's dancing. As your Andy Richter of of the show, yeah. <laughs> Future Conan, that's what they're gonna end up calling the show. Ah, we're here right. watching things on TV. I got the Mission Impossible television and television show on, but we got James Bailey. Just saw the Mission Impossible movie. Just, just saw it. Big things. I feel like it's weird that very you very disappointed by it. Yeah, and remember when you? I feel like you'd be less disappointed. Remember when part of the thrill of even seeing the movie was just waiting up till midnight to even see if you could do it. Like part right. of part of seeing it was the endurance test of like, can we do this midnight movie? That that man, then the high of being tired and watching the movie, you trip a little bit. Very much so. I mean, you get get a little buzz. That's yeah, the classic example for... of how they dampen fun in our society. I mean, that's how I saw Avengers. Yeah. That's how I saw the first Avengers was at midnight. From like the Chris Nolan Batman movies on, I remember really like loving a midnight showing that's where you saw the psychos that dressed up but i feel like mass shootings ruined that that joker prick in colorado did. shot it up did. that midnight show i get scared when i go to the theater no lie yeah i always do look instant. for the exits i'm an aisle I guy anyway so I, I got a quick exit i'm on the aisle and we don't go to movie theaters yeah the industry's collapsing i mean it's a wonderful time to do this show i mean i really hope it does with Going to theaters. I, I, my I've hope, always been like, you guys are a little bit too greedy for this. My hope is that entertainment collapses <laughs> enough to where people's watching of television is solely focused through this show. Yeah. You know, these kids grow so fast. Like, TV's gay, but man, that fucking fat guy watches it and it's fun. But that theater will just take your money away. Yeah. Like, I mean, TV does too, but it's like it's so necessary. So we got this Mission Impossible show on. I think this is season five. The show was on for like eight years. They tried to reboot it in the late 80s. Uh, Stephen Hill, it looks like, is the main guy. Totally looks like a stepdad. 
Like people, there could not be action stars back then just because of the look of a man. Just gray hair. Even that Steve McQueen fucker. Like you watch those right. movies and it's like, aside from having slick back hair, you look like someone's uncle. And then Tom Cruise rebooted that in the 90s and it took off. That was one of those franchises that I think is aged enough that could have been rebooted in the 90s because when the movie started, I had no fucking clue that was a show. I didn't know The Fugitive was a television show from the 70s or 60s. That shit was like The Lost. Like for people like my dad, that was Lost. The Fugitive, the big, that was like the first big uh, kind of show where you were waiting to find something out of like who's the murderer who killed his wife i didn't know the fugitive was a television show for the longest time yeah like you know in grade school you're just watching rated r movies and just you know not knowing about that it was a tv show i also think that that. was the point of doing all of it is like and that really is kind of the point of reboots in general is like kind of taking something that's stuck in a certain time and making it modern Like, it wasn't even necessarily people craving Mission Impossible. It was just like, here's a popular title that no one will care if we change it a little bit. Oh, yeah. This fucking guy on the TV with his fucking fisherman hat. Uh, So how was was the movie, though? So you 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 loved Fallout. Tom Cruise does what he does. He actually did the exact same thing that he did for Top Gun. I don't know if you went to go see Top Gun in the theater, but I did. No, but I hear it's great. Where the movie, it is great. It is great. And you, the movie starts, but it's him introducing the movie, and he's like, "Thank you for coming to the theater and watching it." And I'm like, "Oh man, this is gonna be great!" Oh, that's he did great. that for Top Gun. That's what I said. I for was this like, one, he did that for Top Gun. For yeah, this he did one, it for, he does it for this one too. They should have just played his COVID rant on set. This is I know. That was what like I a just kept on thinking because this movie is set in Italy at some point in the film and I'm just like oh this is when he lost it this is when he just was just like everybody wear a mask <laughs> yeah you have no idea the privilege <laughs> we have to be working talking about I think he was talking about making magic at certain points right and yeah there are some points where it's it's fun but it's not but I didn't think so because I thought it was kind of like reused again like, oh he's in a car chase oh he's handcuffed to the wheel it's just like okay and i feel like right, sometimes because it's gonna be like the part two is next year so i feel yes. like unless it's based on a book where you're kind of like either know the ending or you know how the second one's gonna end i feel like like this one almost could be too boring because it's like all set up because really too boring like it's so boring because it's only talked about this key the thing that the thing that they're after is talked about this nonstop and the dialogue is just, I don't know. It just, it was kind of numb boggling to me. Cause it was just like, we got to find the key. Yes. She has the key. Can we trust her? I don't know. Does it I like her anything? Like, to do- oh, that's why. Does it have anything to do with the last one? No, it doesn't. Do they it do doesn't. any of them connect at all? No, they don't. They're just re. They're just like the IMF, and they just like that's basically what I, that's my fa- group together. My favorite misfits. thing about Mission Impossible is like most other shows will at least be a fake version of the CIA, but it's like the Mission Impossible Squad. Like it's literally exactly, like this fake. They bring that up. It in the seems movie. so lame, <laughs> like, and it doesn't and even like, like IMF. 
like they're called the Mission Impossible Bureau, but then it's IMF. Like it's it's so fake on its head. Like even the explanation right. of it. I mean, really, realistically, the thing that made this show popular and in this era, that's all you needed with TV is it's got the intro with the dynamite going down. Like it's the intro and the theme song was everything. Uh, yes. Nobody really cared week to week what the show was about, except for the fugitive. Please. Look at this guy. I'm out of here. Well, gentlemen, scratch one What's killer. the plot of this episode? I'm not so sure. Sir. Phelps secretly uses his IMF knowledge to help authorize, uh, to help authorities in his hometown solve a series of murders. Hold it. Like, this is why I feel like, and this will be a good way to lead into the strike stuff, because I was reading an article about how, how we've reached peak television. Yes. Like, there's just too many television shows. Like, when FX first started pumping out original programming around the It's Always Sunny eras, I think they said there was, like, 160 orders for original television shows. And really? La and last year, there was, like... 860 or something like that or it's like in the 500s it's like astronomically gone up and it's like there's just too much content for the indus industry to sustain it as a profitable business yes and they like have more too much they have too much and there's too many plots it's why everything seems so reused and not original it's just because there are so many goddamn shows happening at once and i think that's why you look back at these shows like the og mission impossible and you're like this is awful but it's just because we've been <laughs> we've been blasted with so much television that this just seems like so low rent. But at the time, this was the most thrilling shit of all time. You have that intro, maybe a couple scenes or two that are exciting. But I remember watching old Incredible Hulks that I was acknowledging while watching it being like, this is a dud, but still enjoying the show because it's the Incredible Hulk. The concept grabs you. Does he have any spy gadgets? I don't he's think so. A spy? Not in this one. I think that's what differentiates the movies and makes it way more popular than the show ever was is they may okay. really increase the action. I think this was more of like the idea that like you're it's a race against time. Like I think it was more of like, is he gonna is he gonna get done? Is he gonna get it done? Versus like Get Smart made fun of this stuff, yes. right? Get Smart was like okay, a spoof so of shows. People like didn't this. like Get Smart because it was like a parody of this, but children did. I liked Get Smart. I loved Get Smart as a television yeah. show. Yeah, that was funny. Ooh, look at that bare back. Some '60s bare back right there. <laughs> that turned that turned a working man on in the 1950s or whatever. This show. I'm. That's how fucking ageist I guess I am. 1950s. 19. My dad was a kid when this show was on, so I think this is '60s at bare minimum. That's the reason Mine I went to the gym. Gals weren't allowed to dress like this in the 1950s. Just, those were still the June Cleaver girls. Oh, yeah, six I was, or eight months ago. I was a Leave It to Beaver dude. Dude, I fucking love and Beaver. Gilligan's, and Gilligan's Island on the Gilligan. Dobe, I remember Dobie Gillis, uh, the Patty Duke show, early Bob Newhart, and then the hotel version of Newhart. Maybe so Carol Barnett, of course. Go on here. What do we got? We'll Just channel cheers. shift down a little bit. What Cheers episode is this? Yeah, let's go to Cheers. Oh, and Cheers. Season three. These are early ones. This is the, the Diane years, I believe. Hold on, let me flick the if camera. If it's the if it's the Diane years, then it might be a coach episode too. Yeah. Because that guy actually died, and then they Woody Harrelson replaced him. Coach, really the first lovable retarded person. Yeah. 
That was like how hardcore TV was. It's like, what's your character? And he's dumb. He's just a dumb he's guy. He's dumb. And he, and he just serves beer to people. He's, and, he, and, and he's really dumb. He's adorably <laughs> retarded. Restaurants, yeah. concert tickets, so much more. I I'm the coach that. of a group, you know? We'll go back to that, but we'll see what we got on the, on the news here. An evening filled with fun activities. Everybody has a coach. <laughs> food and beverages with children's activities and all things fun. So come and join us. Fun support, historic preservation. That's my favorite thing about L.A. this lady has is the Estes. I call it like the snake syndrome. Like you'll be walking around L.A. and you won't hear what people are saying, but you'll just be hearing... <laughs> from their S's hitting. Dude, it was fucking hot as shit today. Has it been hot out there? I wonder if that's why the storms no, are so intense. No, it's just been all rain. It's just been all rain. It's not, it's you, like don't, 70, you don't got that. 72 right now. You don't got that Chicago humidity. Sometimes it get, people don't realize no. it gets fucking sticky in Chicago. I mean, I think last week we did, but the past two days or three days, you know, it's just been rainy. Ooh, we got some Monday we did, weapons. but Tuesday we got rain and yesterday was the storm. Still determined to stop the U Too bad Crocious isn't here. He'd be all about the Nazi mega weapons oh, show. British and American bombers launched so raid after raid against the base. Speaking of that, when I went to see Mission Impossible outside of the theater for reels was the IMAX reels. Like they, they literally had the reels out for Oppenheimer. Really? Like outside, yeah. Oh, like, so like you could have you could have exposed them. You could have exposed them to the light and ruined the movie for everybody. That would have been amazing. <laughs> they were like, "Do not touch signs," and I was just like, "Oh, I know what that is. That's the reels for Oppenheimer because so the Oppenheimer reels the are entire, ridiculously long. The entire cast of Oppenheimer. I got on the lower part of the screen stuff about the strike. We can get into strike stuff, I guess. Okay. Uh, the lower part of our. Uh, I guess so the sh the SAG strike happened during the Oppenheimer like red carpet premiere. So all of the actors in the, in the UK. So all of the actors were on it and then just had to fucking bail. And Christopher, <gasps> the only reason Christopher Nolan got to stay is because he's also in the director's guild. So I think he was representing on behalf. As a director. Yeah, as a director. But the actor strike is so much more hardcore because... The writers, when they're striking, you just essentially can't write or create shows. But for actors, it was like, you can't do a commercial, make a personal appearance. Uh, you can't do any promo. Comic-Con is going to be... Wow. You can't make a television show because yeah, you, you don't have writers. You can't do any promo, yeah. so no Comic-Con appearances for anybody. You can't like do... You can't do a podcast. Do a podcast. Like... Oh. Like actors have to shut in and like stay out of the public. Um, here we go. Mission Impossible actor Tom Cruise may be running, jumping, and cheating death on your local movie screen right now, but in real life, he's not working. I mean, he never does because he loves his job. When you love your job, you never work a day in your life. Uh, and neither are his fellow stars on Thursday. What a dude. <laughs> So, yeah, this is the first time since 1963 that SAG and the Writers Guild. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, it was an, the last time this happened was another cultural moment where fascism tried to take over the United States and people had to fucking take it back. <laughs> it's like it's a coincidence or something. What a coincidence. That when white people run amok with power, it fucking ends in total goddamn ruin. In the 60s, it was human rights. And now it's, it's the film industry, which are two equally important things. 
Yeah. This fucking Cheers episode, for Christ's sakes. Jesus. Hey, here we go. Here's Norm. There's Coach. I pity that man. The character, the characters in this are so simple. It's like Norm hates his wife, and then there's an episode where you find out that he actually loves Vera. Yes. And then you, you got, never see Vera either. And then the other dude is just a mailman. I don't know what I can really say to you, folks. You. Been like family to me. Oh, that's Cliff. That's Cliff. Hell yeah, Cliff Clavin. He hosts fucking yeah. a show about American goods or something on the Travel Channel. Everything and sail away to Bora Bora. He was also the Slinky Dog in Toy Story. Yeah, dude, he probably mm -hmm. made so much more money off doing that than this ever. Did. Oh yeah. yeah see. You understand, don't you? <laughs> no, no, they'll tell me later. <laughs> that's always that's co every coach joke is just like him not realizing what situation is going on. Don't worry, Norm. I'm on the spectrum. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Knock it off. Send it. When a suspicious spot appears on Norm's chest x-ray, he decides to fulfill a dream of sailing around the world. Wing tips are for accountants, Cliffy. I'm a beachcomber now. <laughs> Sniffing his shoes. God. To get your Rhea right, looked another taller. 500 commercials. They shot her tall. <laughs> Look at these dork police officers. People were back such dorks back in the sixties. Born in this town. It bothers me is how it's changed. Yeah, and the thing is, is Fallout Mission Paul. Mission Impossible Fallout was fantastic. It like, seems like Fallout, like they that. tried to make the scenery look cooler than all the other movies. Like, Mission Impossible for so long was just about, like, all of the stunts he does, and it seems like Fallout tried to make it, like, look cool, actually. Yes. Like, I think that was kind of one of the first ones where it was like, we're in 19... That's like the thing now in action movies, is this was filmed in every continent on planet Earth. Yeah. And and then it tells you right away. Like we don't need to be told that we're that know. hamstrings the store. That's why writers are stretched thin. Everybody's like, this story sucks. And it's like because the production of these movies is all out of whack. Some asshole just got a hard on about filming in every country. So I guarantee you when they made these movies, they're just like, the story has to involve these eighteen countries or these seven countries. So now you're being like, Well, now we gotta force a story into the idea that they're going to film in 19 different countries. Right. And that's just that's let it happen. Makes naturally. your story even more thin. That's why the writers also should be on strike and the actors. It's like, you're going to need all the help. Now the, uh, the actors being on strike is huge. That's huge. Oh yeah. I mean, that will be, I mean, they can, and they can strike for longer, which I think is an advantage that no one is talking about. Cause the top end actors, I think can do a Guy Fieri and kind of like start a fund of like, we'll pay all your guys' rent because there's even a writer's guild like strike fund. Like, did you like, and that's another thing is one of the uh, execs Dude. through CNN was like, our end game is to, yeah, he said the fucking quiet part out loud. He was like, our end game is to just stretch this out long enough to where the writers start losing their houses and go broke. <sighs> and then they'll, they'll be forced to make a deal they don't want. 
but like the a lot of the high powered actors aren't in that situation and actors are at the top end are paid so heavily that like you can get six people to kick in and keep every actor afloat for a year while you strike the actor strike i'm excited for too because the the performing alone i mean these are actors on the picket line fucking writers are shut in autistic social inept people this is they're going to be lively on the picket line. These hey, actors really getting into everybody it. writes shitty drafts. Okay, <laughs> you got people coming fifth week of the strike. This is the final version of my strike sign. This is my shitty draft. Yeah, again. <laughs> you listen to this music. I love writing. I love writing, and they deserve they deserve their money. They really do. Oh yeah, so. no, I'm just dicking around. I know, uh, I know. but the, the the actor striking is kind of. Uh, what I think will help this. Yes. When UPS, so UPS is, uh, yeah, dude. ends on July 31st. They are going to strike as well. This is hot strike and, summer as Larry calls it. They will strike at midnight on August 1st. If there's no contract by then. Yeah. Uh, I live, I don't live by it anymore, but I did for a long time. I used to live next to the, largest ups distributor area in the world in the united states dude there are so many in illinois those amazon factories those giant monoliths are appearing everywhere oh it's like you no. drive around some random town <laughs> and they're just like it just looks so odd it's it def, it looks like a ufo landed in the in the middle of the woods where you just see these big blue sign you're like oh god it looks so jarring Speaking of the I, I, the tornadoes in Chicago, I wanted to reload this because apparently even before the storms in Chicago, these like giant shelf clouds have been appearing all over. Let me see if I can get back to this. There we go. You see these clouds? These clouds appeared in India like randomly and they didn't even have a storm associated with it. They look like a tidal wave. And then I saw someone in chicago post a picture of the same clouds and then that night there were the tornadoes so this is why i'm saying dude you got the anniversary of mission impossible or you got the anniversary of independence day from july 4th you got these you got these independence day clouds forming up the aliens are coming dog Ooh. this show is just going to be me watching tv and being like woody harrelson in the movie 2012 damn that is a giant wall cloud yeah, that so apparently huge. these are called shelf clouds, and it's like some sort of scientific phenomenon. I've, I've seen one. I thought I saw one, like, when I was hanging out at the Ashbury Coffee House one time. Yeah. And it was, it like, toppled over. Clouds are terrifying, yeah. dude. And I've done enough acid to where that sentence makes sense to me. <laughs> I have, too. Um, here, let's flick around a little bit more. Nice. Good show so far. Look at that guy just killing off a highball. That bar called oh, Midges? Bar. Hell yeah. That bar with that brick. Midges, baby. That's like a Beer classic bar. Buddha. Fucking <laughs> smash a guy's head Beer. off that wall. Mm. Oh, are you, honey? Mm. I'll have 
another drink. All right, honey. That's Andrew fucking fucking Jordan Peterson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, ma'am. Whoa. That's not what beauty is. She keeps it in the cellar. Yeah, I know. How bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> By the rights, how Whoops. bizarre. <laughs> All day, every day. My girlfriend's birthday is tomorrow, so Hell happy yeah. birthday, Marina. Happy birthday. <laughs> Look, and I love how he looked at his watch. It's about to turn midnight for the birthday. Soon. I loved how bare sets were back then. Like, she's going down to the stock. You just got one shelf of liquor for her entire bar. She's probably going to get locked in like a broad. Another like shot where it's like in a jail cell or behind a fence. Yeah. Stan, is that, is that you? <laughs> Who's there? Who is that? Who is that? Fuck. Well, just go upstairs. Maybe I'm just not brave because when shit like there were random things that would happen as a kid where like something the line I was just immediately would shoot upstairs or immediately leave the room I was in. Oh, oh yeah. I'll just run. Who's there? If no one Go says anything, if no one says anything, I'm just going to hide deeper into this dark room. I love I love this era because all the flashbacks are from like the 1800s. Back when people wore newsboy caps and shit. I love that this is season five, so there's like deep Mission Impossible cuts happening right now, I feel like. There's a story. Yeah, you had to have watched all of season five. Got men fighting women. This is what Joe Rogan's fighting for. Uh oh, there we go. Oh, so Loretta Swit. Loretta Swit is the sh is the hair the memory he just had is of Loretta Swit. She was the bartender. It was the bartender the whole time. I loved Joe. He never even looked at me. He only watches the other ones. The pretty ones. Wish they showed the year. I want to know if this is. She looks. This is probably the same era as Mash. This is like 1960. Yeah. So pre Mash. Mash was the 70s. Yeah. This is young Swit. A young tight Loretta Swit. It's you, I love. I love you. Holy, all right. A little too dramatic. Man, I bet you this was the most dramatic thing on television, though. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I think we can just deduce as this ends that the movies are way better than this. Oh, yeah. What if they just the next these next two movies were just the boringness of the show? Tom Cruise. 
just Tom Cruise owning something be like, you know, I own this franchise. Like Brian De Palma directed the first one. And yeah. He didn't direct the second one. I also wonder if like because of how long it took and they shot it over COVID, if it was just limited in what they could do. Like the like you have to think like they shot it at a time when you couldn't stand close to certain people. Like, could you tell that like, oh, I, this is when they were doing COVID protocols? Like no one's close oh, to each I other. Could. I could actually. I was just like, man, and it's all the Italy parts. It's all when they're in Italy. I'm like, okay, so when he's running down that, you know, we running, there's a scene where he's just running. There's like too many scenes where he's just running and then the camera just pans to something else. We follow the like, fucking protocols here. <laughs> like, because it's just him running the whole time, it felt like. But the uh, fallout is just so much better. Uh, I put this not in the bad scale of Mission Impossible movies, but it just felt repeated. I'll I'll go see the second one, but it just felt a little bit too repeated, but Mrs. not a strong story. We got either, Mrs. Doubtfire you know? here, a trans hero. What a perfectly appointed little cubby. Look at oh, this. Everything has its place. Pro-trans and pro-fucking mental health here with Robin Williams. Lovely. My husband never trans before trans before everybody else and hung himself from a doorknob before it was popular. I saw this movie at the Lagrange no. Theater in 1993. Hell yeah, drive-in or what? Regular theater? Lagrange seems Regular like a place theater. that would only have a drive-in. There are some suburbs of Chicago where you're like, "There's no indoor movie theater here." Oh, I I, I wish I had that life. They put up a screen at the watching back. movies in the car. <laughs> they put up a screen at the driving range and just have people pull in. You certainly do know your way around the kitchen. <laughs> just because it's everything that's so accessible. You this is such it. a wild plot for its time. So it's pro-trans, and the mechanism is that he's so desperate for divorced father's rights that he's coming up with this scheme that ends up being so progressive, but it's just so he could cheat his bitch ex-wife and see his kids. Yes, he's like just so attached to it's, his kids. It's pro-patriarchy and woke all at the same time. <laughs> like he's trans, but only to fuck his wife over. But also to see his kids. Yeah. Like he just wants to be a cross-dresser just to see his kids. He's a liar, but a great father. <laughs> Not really a great father, though. No. Oh, he's a total piece has... of shit at the beginning. <laughs> he's like so disconnected. It's... It's like, a really weird movie. When you rewatch, yeah. You rewatch Doubtfire, and you're like, you shouldn't be on this guy's side. He's really damaging his children's <laughs> psyche, their trust issues with their father, their love like, of their why mother. Can't he just see him three days or four days a week. She's I mean, dating. Like she's that. dating James Bond, and you're unhappy. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Nice. She's no longer entertained. Grownish Wednesdays at ten on. Yeah, he, he poison. He goes to the kitchen. He goes to the kitchen and poisons them that uh, cayenne pepper or something like that. And he like almost dies at the table. Let's get into some Emmy noms. Well, we got commercials here. Dude, Seth Rogen's doing this movie. He's like the Ninja Turtles one. This I think this is the first movie. big like. Canon one since Nickelodeon bought it. Like Nickelodeon owns the Ninja Turtles. Now even the comic book looks lame. Like the animation yeah. is gay. MS is like I you know don't want to see that. You know how animation <laughs> can be gay. Find me? No, it does not. Um, but yeah, let's get into some Emmy nominations here. So it looks like 
the TV League is going to hold a little bit of truth here. Yellowstone didn't get nominated, but Last of Us and White Lotus all got nominated for Emmys, all finished, I believe, in the top 20 of the Television League. Wow. Um, Beef, Beef, I heard, got some, too. Uh, on Netflix. Yeah, here we go. Full list of nominees from Variety. And may decrease some immunoglobulins. PML is rare. Not the immunoglobulins. I hope her cane gets stuck in the boardwalk and they have to fucking read. They, it happened so many times they couldn't just retake it. That's more progress, less progression. Ask your doctor about starting with two. I like the idea. Like in my head, I would love the idea of like a commercial world where everything is real. So like you live your everyday life where you have to do these weird performances because you're just constantly living in a commercial. So while you're on the pier, you're just constantly seeing people holding up peace signs and like doing choreographed walk. Oh no, it's fine. They're at work right now. Those are the, that's the okra vest couple. And then like, oh, we're going to go through this neighborhood. Oh, that's the fucking, uh, that's the, the prep, the Discovy for prep neighborhood. You don't want to go there. Like every infomercial is a different neighborhood. Yeah, I can't talk right now. I'm at a salary. Oh, God. You don't want to go to those those people. Those are all the bleach people. Um, bleach? It's, it's Why good would to you be, bleach? So apparently it looks like a lot of Max shows. Uh, Succession, White Lotus. I yeah. don't care about reading. Okay, here we go. Drama series. Andor. That's wild. I wonder, see, sometimes I wonder if they're just filling out genres. Like if they just know that like these Star Wars shows are overall still popular. It really should be Mandalorian if you think about it. If, yes. But Mandalorian's a little too childish, so they probably had to pick the one. Because I know people liked Andor, but I also know a lot of people that made fun of Andor. Andor is boring. Um, and then it's Better really Call Saul, boring. which is, I think they're finally getting their due. Better Call Saul's been like a wire type show where like everybody loves this show and it's never gotten nominated for an award. Um, or at least one. And I know that Rita Seahorn chick has been snubbed a lot. Um, the Crown, House of the Dragon, top three. TV League coming out true too. Last of Us, Succession. Succession finished in the top ten, I believe. White Lotus finished in. So we got a lot of TV League representation here. Yeah. It's like my formula's working. Abbott Elementary Comedy Series, Barry, The Bear, Jury Duty, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Only Murders, Ted Lasso. All of these did score TV League points, but didn't get high up there jury duty by way of you know it's on fucking freebie and i feel like only 80 year old ladies are watching that i think that i've watched one or two episodes of that i think it's actually pretty funny it's like a joe schmo type of thing right where like jury people don't like you don't know if it's real or fake or not well they're all actors and they're just making fun of the chris or whatever his name is was a real actor like a real celeb you know a real celebrity he has to stay for jury duty it's basically a fake plot so yeah beef got limited series two or three episodes it's creative i feel like i always forget that they go one guy doesn't know that they're actors yeah oh so there's like okay so there's one guy who doesn't know they're actors and i love how they have like famous ass actors on there how would you not know i'd be like you're cyclops from x-men and just ruin it first day. That's what they keep on saying. That's what they keep on saying in the first episode. Some more Star Wars love. We got Obi-Wan. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi here getting fucking nominated here. Some star more S Wars love. Bridges in the old man. I'm an old man. Oh, T dude, this is the last. This is the la I feel like this is the last Emmys where it's not like next year they're gonna have to nominate reruns. <laughs> NYPD Blue's gonna have to win it again. Good one, Keith. A good one. Good one. Lead actor in a drama series. We got Bridges for the Old Man, Brian Cox for Succession, Kieran Culkin for Succession, Odin Kirk for Better Call Saul, Pascal for The Last of Us, and not for Mando. He should have a fucking Grogu on his shoulder all night just to represent it. And then Succession just cramming it in there for Lee. So it'll definitely be a. I feel a lot of people are saying that Last of Us is going to clean house, but I think it's either going to be Last of Us or Succession. I don't think so. I think Last of Us is going to be kind of, you know, put away and Succession is going to get everything. Yeah, especially because it was the it was like the final season, whereas The Last of Us has another one coming down the pike. Right. Um, no, they ended on like they've already said that they're, they're going to make the second game. But I mean, eventually, whatever they're make world it two parts, they're whatever make the world game two parts exists after the strike, people will adapt to like Pedro Pascal will work for the AI written Last of Us. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, that's what I told Crocious. Oh. I was like, I just have a bad feeling that, you know, the executives are rich enough to actually, like, if they want, it's a, it's shitty that they're playing a game of chicken, but they can win it. Like, so, I mean, AI is going to be writing our TV shows eventually. It's just whether people, um, it's just whether yeah. the, the, the writers that do work get paid fairly. And I think that kind of will be maybe the uh, deal that they have to strike of like, okay, we'll pay you guys fairly, but we're not going to have as many writers in a writer's room as more anymore. So like, they'll be like, we'll pay I, you fairly, but we're, down, but yeah, we're going to pay you fairly, but we're not going to pay as many of you. So like, there just won't okay. be as many writing positions anymore. Um, so yeah, Sharon Horgan for bad sisters, Melanie Linsky for yellow, yellow jackets. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaiden's Tale. All of these are duds. I think this best actress is a fucking dud category right here. There's no pop, no pop, no Delta, no fucking McDonald's. No Pepsi. Yeah. Colin would not be a fan of no these fucking nominees. No, no McDonald's Free Friday. No, none of that. Uh, lead Bill Hader for comedy series. Jason Siegel, Martin Short, Only Murders. I mean, Martin Short or Sudeikis. I think Sudeikis has to take this one. Sadakis is going to take it. Yeah. And that'll be his third Emmy. Yeah. And then, uh, third Emmy. And then third. Olivia Wilde yeah. will serve him some sort of document while he's on stage <laughs> to fucking counter because she's bitter. Uh, lead actress in a comedy series, Applegate for Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan for Miss Maisel, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Natasha Leone for Poker Face. Natasha Leone, I play some girl from New York who's weird and on heroin, you know? I think Ortega should take it for Wednesday. I mean, that was truly, I always think that like, I get it. You want to do something that's acclaimed and you like the, the good, like critically acclaimed shit, but you should take popularity into it. Like Jenna Ortega took over the zeitgeist for, she really did for Wednesday. And that has to count for something in this new AI loud 
social media world. Like, I feel like these award shows still are kind of trying to deny technology and that like, no, it's what we think is quality television. And it's like, no, the shit that trends on Instagram should be on your radar. Yeah. Um, lead actor in a limited series or movie, Taron Egerton, Blackbird. I love Blackbird. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani, welcome to Chippendales, just because he got that face all chiseled up. Oh, boy. I mean, I guess. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't know that was as big a role. Uh, it's on Hulu. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it. I know some no. LA comics that were in it um, as like extras and stuff. They made some decent money. Uh, hope it was fun. That's never going to happen again. Uh, I hope ever. I hope anyone who's made money in the entertainment industry enjoyed it because, right. boy, it's about to change. Uh, Evan Peters for Dahmer. I feel like Evan Peters or Taron Egerton will win it. Though. Oh, these award shows love murder. Um, even though I will kind of put out, uh, I will put out a campaign for Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al because as oh, far I think as Evan, Evan Peters is going to win it, then if he's nominated, he's going to win it. As far I mean, as acting and what he did for the character, Harry Potter playing Weird Al should win the Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh yeah, he's got that. He's on that end of the world show. That boy, it's Boiler Makers or whatever the fuck it is, or Miracle Workers, written by some fucking rich ass fucking nepo kid from New York, Simon oh, Rex or some shit. Oh, like end that. of the world. Yes, yes. I've yeah. that show on Netflix. Simon yeah. Rex. He's a quirky young genius whose parents are rich. Uh, Michael Shannon for George and Tammy, and then Steven Yoon for Beef. I didn't see Beef, but I know people love it. Beef is, I loved it. It's like falling down between two people, right? Like they just have an issue it's with just, each other and yeah, it escalates. It's just an argument with two people that fight for 10 episodes. It's literally like, and they both, they don't like each other. Lizzie you know? Kaplan for, see, and this is a prime example of there being too many things because... All of these nominations, I feel like they're trying to include stuff that they know people didn't watch, but still might be good. Hold on, let me fix the camera. Larry got it for me. Um, like, I like Catherine Hahn, but nobody saw tiny, beautiful things. Like, Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six. Like, they, they really are throwing in shows where it's almost like these award shows are just an infomercial for the show at this point. Of like, oh, this one was good, but no one watched it. We'll nominate it for an award so it gets a little bit of a replay. Um, but I mean, that's, that's how I felt about Fleabag a little bit. See, like, but Fleabag actually was good. I feel like Fleabag suffered because that was before Amazon was really pushing Prime. Like, and I feel yeah. like they realized how popular Fleabag was and was like, oh, we can actually like advertise this. Um, interesting point I read about the strike too is that really the thing that's going to suffer from the strikes is Netflix and the linear TV companies. Any company that is just an entertainment industry company, those are the ones that are going to suffer. Like Apple doesn't give a fuck who subscribes to Apple. Like Apple, Amazon, and all of the other streaming services that are attached to other larger companies, they don't give a fuck. Like they almost right. are like, even though Apple is the one who was bitching that, like, if we pay the writers, we're going to have to pay everyone fairly across the company. 
uh, which I, which pretty much means that all of the children that mine the plutonium or whatever the fuck for our batteries, we'll have to pay those fucking human waste. Um, so yeah, this just feels like a congested list of nominees. Um, it really does. Anthony Corrigan for Barry supporting actress, Phil Dunster for Ted Lasso, fucking uh, couple, couple Lasso. So you got, uh, uh, who is he? Jamie, whoever the fuck. Jamie Tart getting nominated, Roy Kent getting nominated, Marsden for jury duty. I feel like Winkler should win this one. But this and this is me not knowing who won last year. But that's so many in one category for like one award. It's like, come on, guys. That's, that's just plugging it all in. Yeah. Get it all in there. It's just like, nah, just do four people. Just I also... And I, and I don't know how I feel saying this as someone who enjoys comedy. And I've always, I felt like this as a kid. Like, why do you need a comedy? Like, just do the best show. And like, if it's, if that show is a comedy this year, then it's a comedy. And if it's a, like, right. why do you need the two categories? Like, if all, like, you can have comedy shows that are still good, but don't win the Emmy. That's why I never understood the Grammys. It's like best album, best record. It's like what? Best contemporary I, record. Best like, yeah. like I get some, like you got to have a different one for rap and like, right. But when they start giving out like the different rock and roll categories, best hard rock, best alternative rock, like shut the fuck up. Like it's, it's just rock music. <laughs> stop, stop fucking putting things in different categories. Yeah. It's just rock. <laughs> So we got Imperioli for this. We're at supporting actor in a drama series. Michael Imperioli for the White Lotus. Alan Ruck succession. Anyone with a succession person in it, it's just a battle between the succession people. It really is. Um, Alan Ruck rules. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge needs to win Best Supporting Actress. I mean, I don't care who else is in this. Rhea Seahorn. Oh, fucking. It's such a shame that Rhea Seahorn's in this because she'll win it maybe just because everyone wants her. Like, I guess her character in Better Call Saul is killing it. Um, what else do we got? Supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Like, the, to me, limited series or movie doesn't count. Like, that's a, that's a special thing. You don't get an award. Your award is that you're a limited series. Ray Liotta yeah. Blackbird. I wouldn't mind Liotta getting a fucking nice posthumous award. Paul Walter Hauser was great as Blackbird, though. I think Walter Hauser has to get it. Churger. What's up? Churger. Oh, yeah, Churger. Did you see Blackbird? You don't have Apple TV Plus, do you? No, I don't. Blackbird's dope, dude. It's real good. Figure out a way to boot like that shit. Taron Egerton plays this fucking slick 90s cocaine dealer that gets popped for selling drugs, so he works a deal where he has to, like, go to jail and pretend to be this fucking fat autistic serial killer's friend to get information on where he buried a bunch of bodies. So the whole show is just him like trying to befriend Paul Walter Hauser who plays this weird ass like high pitched killer who talks like this and shit. What? And he's like a really? silly. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Wow. And Ray Liotta's in it. Very interesting. Ray Liotta plays the dude's dad while he's in jail. And Ray Liotta's character arc is he keeps having like strokes the whole fucking show. <laughs> so there's <laughs> no. so there's this scene where him and his wife are in a restaurant and they're ordering and he's she's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "I'll take a churger, a churger, <laughs> churger." And then he just vomits all over the table and she's like, "He's having a stroke. Call nine one one." 
Oh no. He died while making it. Like he couldn't even finish his arc. He also gets his guts eaten in cocaine bear. Yes, that like, was truly oh, his last thing, up. I believe. Man, we're really getting to the bottom of the barrel. He's awards guest actress in a comedy series that I'm putting this has to end. You cannot win an award because Come you appeared on. on a show one time. Kinta Brunson can't win an award because she hosted Saturday Night Live. This is outrageous. <laughs> this is, is truly outrageous. <laughs> you can't win Emmys. And if you can win Emmys for hosting, then you got to give, you got to not, then why isn't Chappelle on here? Or why isn't like those fucking you know were needle movers exactly? Because he made funny, because he was funny when he hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, Sarah Niles for Ted Lasso. I don't know who, any, I probably know who that is, but I don't know who that is. I don't know any of these fucking people's real names anymore. Let's search. I'm my new AI Bing. I'm a Bing guy now. You're a Bing oh, guy. Oh, Sarah Niles. See, this is again outrageous. The therapist from Ted Lasso cannot win an award. She no. was, she she appeared over Zoom for the third season. What brilliant acting work. She got this is literally every scene she's in in the third season. She gets up and you you're all pumped cuz she got laid. And then and then in the and then she watches one of his soccer games at the end. Man, what a what, a, what an award-winning performance. And then Keith, that's why I didn't take Oh, Succession got 20 nominations i didn't seriously i didn't take it seriously i was just like that's a lot of nominations and that seems ridiculous like it's just because there's so many goddamn categories it's like because they want what the like remember back in the day you'd see a movie and it like the box would be like 38 academy award nominations like it's just to like advertise the show like they just create like i honestly don't think guest all these guest categories existed when I was a kid. And here's Yellowstone actually kind of proving a point. Like, yeah, none of Yellowstone range. got dicked again, dude. Like, that's the, it's for sure the most watched show on television. Right. And even, it's beyond most watched. Like, everyone who watches it swears to God, both political parties, everyone I know that watches this show, like, swears that it's the best show on television. So yeah, they got dicked again. It's because we're conservative. Because it's conservative. Because like, well, it doesn't really matter. It's, no, it's just because they're yeah. And like <laughs> both things paying a money. <laughs> both things could be true. Like it is a conservative show, but that might not be why Pete. Why it's not winning awards. It's not like right. I feel like it's. It really matters if you're like even though it's popular on streaming, Yellowstone is like a cable show. Like cable shows don't it's really entertainment. Yeah. Like it's on Paramount plus like it would be different. Right. If it was on ABC. Like HBO is not like a fledgling network anymore. Like HBO is a big time network. Right. So, so I feel like if it was on a bigger streaming service or on a major network, it would get more focus. But like shows that are on cable channels, if you're in on a show where your channel is like 38 or 42, you're fucked. You're not going to win any award. Yeah. You got to be in those single digit numbers. Trying to hammer away at some stuff here. What's going on? What's going on around town? Let's do a little bit of surfing. Um, ooh, I guess we can get into this fucking Dr. Phil. So this 
captivated my fucking afternoon here. Make this smaller. Hold on. So, Dr. Phil, this is actually from January 27th, 2023. But Dr. Phil had some fucking incels on his show. It was like some hey, on an all new Dr. Phil. Shit. Who here has heard of Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate. This new thing idea the that men and women are the same is complete garbage go. that's been invented, right? Are you an Andrew Tate adherent? I mean, look. This is my thing. I was thinking this while I was watching this. Very few men's rights activists are like hot. Like you don't see Brad Pitt type guys bitching about this. Like it's it's always recessive gene guys, bald guys, weird eyebrows, patchy beards, glasses. Like there's always something wrong with them genetically. Yeah. Will encounter, slap, grab, choke. That's how it should be. Well. If it's consensual, it's all good. Again, to the point where I've got to come on the doctor. And like, look at this guy. Even when they got hair, they're covering it with some sort of sack or boxer shorts. Like, look at this old guy. You can tell this guy watched the pickup artist. Remember Magic from the pickup artist? Yes. Yes, I do. This is Magic. Magic is my nephew. Joe, and be an apologist for Andrew Tate, which I am not going to do. Let's do it. We hate Dr. Phil, by the way, too. Like that's that's what I love about oh, yeah. all this is you can equally hate everyone on this stage right here. I dominate my wife in a more loving way, but there is still similar patriarchal domination. I make money. It's more of a leave it to beaver kind of oppression in my house. Is you know my wife believes. All the shit. Good morning. Good morning. Is that Dr. Phil's wife just sitting in there? Fucking, she looks so exhausted. I have to be here. They shoot like 90 of these a day. They just got her sitting there waving every 20 minutes. Oh, that has to be, oh, that has to be terrible. God. Well, recently, people across America were Googling who is Andrew Tate. I love how this is going on while Mrs. Doubtfire's tits are on fire. Now, who here has heard of Andrew Tate? We've all heard of Andrew Tate. Really? They play a little bit of Tate. No emotional investment. But yeah, here's this kid that he inspired. This is the main focus of our, of our coverage right here. So he has on this like Andrew Andrew Tate obviously refused to be on this episode. So he had of to go course. find some other bald dork who followed Andrew Tate. And this guy is just not ready for prime time. I mean, if you're going to at least get Pearl, Pearl can at least talk. Do you know about Pearl Davis, Bailey? No, I don't. So Pearl Davis is a female men's rights activist. And she even fits my here. We're going to minimize this. Let me show you Pearl. <laughs> Pearl fits my description of it's never hot people because even Pearl is like pale. She looks like Eric Stoltz. She's always being like women beyond 36. Can't are too old to procreate. One year left of what? Oh, yeah. What's that podcast? Here's Pearl. Where Look at the this guy bitch. invites like seven girls and they like fight about their numbers they're like 
guys can't have a high sex number or girls can't have a you know like they like argue oh yeah like, probably Christian so shit so look at here's pearl she's this is she's like on the men's side Cringe. freckles gin, pale and ginger i mean those are some mighty recessive fucking roadblocks right there like this bitch has the gall to talk about what's desirable as a woman like you look like rocky dennis from mask pure eric stoltz so it's never hot people see at least when rick caruso was trying to corrupt los angeles in his mayoral run he at least got like hot celebrities to endorse him he knows what swings the population these these men's rights activists need to get hot people to be their face oh, okay some of the women here i think might disagree with that a little bit uh moms out there if you have a son i bet you have no idea what is happening out there so you might want to pull up a chair and listen the biden administration 24 year old ben says when he was a teen he had zero self-esteem never got Dude, i remember in high school son wrote a i had to read a book about something his son wrote phil mcgraw yeah his like son that. is trying to be like a baby him like his son is like his son is like like dr phil is like bill belichick like he has his kids producing yeah. the show now and shit gives them all fucking my son is the offensive coordinator of dr phil but he says men like andrew tate inspired him to break out of his shell a woman's primary biological role is to make Oh, and their voices are all always like this. A woman, their whole purpose is to cook me casserole. Like, they're all clearly autistic, clearly dorks. So, the more fertile yeah. she is, the pretty. He keeps saying the word, listen, he keeps saying the more fertile they are. He keeps the word fertile. Like, he says it's so creepy. Like, the way he talks, it's just got, like, I'm in your window vibes she I have Asperger's vibes. yeah i have asperger's <laughs> and i'm currently climbing the vines on your house to your window I, right. I live in your treehouse across from your window feminine sexual energy she has but for men our primary My brain is purpose, really messed up and it should be taken care of but you know this cap actually eight hour job that pays me minimal pay. My cranium is actually not completely closed, and I have to wear this hat to cover up the gap in my head. Because if the air hits it, I'll have a seizure. A high status. I look like Matt Taibbi, and I finally get laid. High Valley man is a man who builds valuable things. That's where his masculine. He builds models that are worth money sexual energy comes from so a man's he gonna judge a woman like first andrew tate like he does sound like he's imitating andrew tate oh but here's what this exposes like it's look at him boy. on these videos he looks chiseled uh his face is very clean and shiny and like you almost can tell he groomed himself to look more in shape and then watch when he actually gets on the show first let me fix my camera here yeah battery well, ran out see yeah we'll be back hang on a second be right back we'll be right back oh we're back 
All right, we're back. So, like, he just looks more put together in these videos, and then Phil actually brings him on stage, and he looks just a shell of the man that he Most defends. How fertile she is. Fertile. That's why men care about a woman being soft. Men care about a woman. Do you? Is that one of your favorite things about your girl? Is that she's soft? Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. Being pure and healthy <laughs> and soft, pure and healthy. Spring, oh, good at cooking, cleaning, and all that yeah, jazz. Well, oh. women care about a man's status and a man's value. Because that. Shit. I mean, if that were true, then I would be homeless right now. Because I'm telling you right now, I bring no value to this relationship outside of being a stellar human being. So that's how exactly. far this goes in the world. I provide nothing. I have no value. I'm not a high value man. Uh, I've had, I've owned two cars my whole life. Both of them have been taken away from me. <laughs> knows how good he is at building things, how good he is at uh, taking care of his body. And I finally owned strong. one car, so... Look at him. Long enough to protect her and her children. Who protect it's not her. unfair that men care more about looks than women do. Be living it's just it. how nature designed <laughs> How nature designed us. Look at him. He's standing in front of the bean in that picture. Does this guy live in Chicago? It's just how nature designs. Look at that. There's the bean. Oh, no. That's the bean. Wow. So you understand women. Yeah. How do you look at him now? Look at that. He looks like the guy who created Lost. Wow. So you understand women. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, look at he the un the unpatchiness of the beard. He needs his glasses because he can't see. And then look, I got to see if I can get this to go away. But the slope of his head, he has a completely unround head which means he was either plunged out of his mother's vagina because he got stuck or she was uncaring and didn't stroke his head round. If you have weird dents in your head, it means that your mother didn't caress your head as a kid. You have to smooth out a child's head like clay. Uh, so that's probably why this guy hates women. How do you understand women so well? Oh, just life experience. I've put myself out there a lot. and, and uh... A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I put myself out there a lot. That means I creep on women virtually almost every day. I have my fair share of learning. I I've read, read a lot, I lurk. And experienced I a lot I'm of off, different perspectives. At all. Did my best to put them all together. You're a sexual energy coach. Yes. What? Oh my God. What the fuck does that mean? What? What is he that? Says, yeah. You're a sexual predator? He's a sexual energy coach. That means he has a cult. I mean, Dude, I don't, I don't know where that yeah. is a position anywhere. In the wokest job, I don't know where there's a sexual energy coach. Uh, help you me with that. Merch. What is a sexual energy yeah, really coach? So I help men with their mindsets, getting in touch with their masculinity, uh, figuring out their goals. What's that? Oh, it's tantric sex people. Oh, this guy has no knows nothing of the tantra. So I help men with their I don't know how goals and masculinity are the in the same equivalent conversation of each other. I help men with their mindsets. Getting in touch with their I masculinity, yeah. uh, figuring out their goals and what sorts of action steps they can take to make those goals real when it comes to dating and relationships. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. You don't have a girlfriend? Not at the moment, no. Okay. 
<laughs> I've dated one girl and she was a Canadian. You don't know her, Phil. So you're telling what's her pro what's her Facebook profile? She doesn't have a profile picture. Telling other people how to get girlfriends and you don't have I dated a sex bot for six years. <laughs> well, I teach them how to get in touch with their masculinity. Okay. And so my clients have a girlfriend. And how do you define masculinity? Uh integrity under pressure. And you you were saying that women want a man that what? Uh, they want a man who knows what he values, a man who's good at building something, a man who's you know multidimensional and integrated, who can be masculine. But it sounds like he's integrated. And like, are you describing a computer program? He's just saying key words that he's heard also, on the internet. Oh, big, yeah. This is, is just a Tate ripoff. <clears throat> uh, emotionally yeah. aware, intelligence, and fearless when it comes to achieving his goals. Are you an Andrew Tate adherent? Uh, I'm not a dogmatist by any means, but I do think that he's serving a valuable role. I think that he's making a positive difference, and he does say... A lot of I do sleep with a machete ever since watching Andrew's videos. Virtual things because he's an extreme person. Like he's not your normal average guy. I wrote down. I love the I love the I love the audibles they have to pull when like these people actually do get caught breaking laws or being like sex traffickers that they do have to distance themselves, but they so very clearly were influenced by them. Things that he, um, well, he is an extreme person. He said, some of my, I absolutely cannot repeat, but he says, I think my sister is her husband's property. Would you agree with that line of thinking? Uh, not in the literal sense, no. Well, I understand. I he doesn't have, yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't own her. Women are obviously people, not objects, but. Uh huh. It's uh, one way of looking at things, you know, misogynistic as that might be. He, he describes a sexual encounter and says, that's how it goes. Slap, slap, grab, choke, shut up, bitch, X. That's how it should be. Those are, awesome. little, those are little nods, <laughs> X lyrics that I just read you. It's like I get to hear Crow yelling in my head <laughs> being like, the mindset. The mindset of these people. Yeah. Oh, the he would end up bringing it about the Republic. Like he, he, he would bring it back to Reagan. Crow would bring it back to Reagan. Well, <laughs> if it's consensual, it's all good. Oh, this is just too okay. funny. I want him to bring he says, I'm not a on. blanking rapist, but, but I like the idea of being able to do... Let me find another part here. Let's, well, he brings hat guy on here. Here we go. Who the fuck is this guy? Let's compare notes. Let's get together and let's see if we can figure this out. Well, I've seen a lot of seminars and stuff where you can sign up and take a Building themselves up according... So young women go. are more fertile. Like They introduced the long-haired guy. We need to get all... We need to get a varied sorts. We need to get the bald misogynist, the haired misogynist. That, that's not the entire picture of a woman's value, but biologically... Younger women are just what men go for. They're okay. just tighter. Um, well, uh, Rollo Tomasi is a blogger, author, and YouTuber whose 2013 book... They the never have normal names. They're all, their names are all mystical. Roland Tomasi. Like, what the fuck kind of name is that? Channing fucking 
Channing Everlasting. Rational male has come to be considered the unofficial Bible of the manosphere. Now he says everything that you hear from Andrew Tate is usually a derivative of his book and his teachings. We have women who are building themselves up according to this strong, independent female. That's also my favorite men's rights activist move is like putting something in the background that shows that you can shred the base or something like that. I have a band. The empowerment narrative. And as a result, all they've done is become the man that they wanted to marry. And guys don't want to have anything to do with that. So what do I tell them? What do I tell that chick who's 26 years old, who's probably making more money than most of the guys I know? She's an alpha male. Right? What do I tell her? Dumb yourself down? The first thing out of my mouth is, well, you need to be more feminine, right? Get in touch with your feminine side. You've got to invest in your beauty, invest in your femininity rather than, you know, being worried about like starting some gourmet cupcake retail outlet. Thicken those tits up. Cake some of that makeup on. Because if I don't, then I'm not feminine. And then they're not going to want to get with me. You need to spend your money getting hot, not on getting successful. Oh, well, you mean I'm going to be 38 and lonely? I guess I'll die alone. Look how thin that chin beard is right there. Yeah, unless you do something. Look at that. You barely see it right there. And yeah. if that sounds like dumbing yourself down, then I don't really know what else to tell you. <laughs> He's got to, like, blur out his hat. Why did they got to yeah. blur out his hat? I think it was a Vegas Golden Knights logo, so they probably were like, can we not associate us with this bullshit? Oh, okay. but it definitely was a vegas golden knights all these fuckers live in vegas wearing like a deep purple headset like ah. the guy from deep purple that's a good point all these men's oh. rights activists live in vegas and it's because prostitution's legal your book you can treat a woman oh. like you can treat a whore like a whore in vegas and which was the slogan before it was whatever happens in vegas stays in vegas the things that you espouse predated Andrew Tate yeah, by about 10 years. I love how that's this guy's claim. I'm just here to say that I was a shitbag way before Andrew Tate was. <laughs> All I do is present facts. And what happens is, is particularly oh, now, and I've been true. doing this for about 20 years. Um, so true. Uh, you will see a lot of come ups right now who, who want to uh, take it and run with it on TikTok. They want to take it and run with it on Instagram. We live in the, uh, the social media age. And a lot of the uh, work that I've done really. It's also the age of Aquarius. He starts singing a song. About 20 I really think he has a pair of boxers on his head. This looks like a pair of Hanes boxer briefs that I have in my closet right now. He's right now. Bald, like um, they are all bald. Underneath this cap, it's, it's like either they're... he's either balding or he's got the face of fucking Voldemort on the back of his head, like Professor Quirrell and fucking Harry Potter one. It's distorted quite a bit. And I think we're at that point right now where things are getting distorted. And again, to the point where I've got to come on the Dr. Phil show and be an apologist for for You didn't have to come on this show. You could have said no like Tate did. Andrew Tate, which I am not going to do. Yeah. So Whenever why do they call you the godfather of the manosphere. <laughs> the manosphere is sort of a consortium of guys who get together and they compare notes. So the consortium. I hate when they do the Canadian pronunciations. Well, I'm not against women. I am against female domination. So the manosphere proper started right around, I would say, 2002 in forums. Um, it uh, developed and evolved out of the old pickup artist. Yeah, so that's a weird mustache, uh, too. 
Oh, look at this guy. That is that is the face of a kid being indoctrinated. He's just look sitting. Look at that kid. Look at that <laughs> saint around his neck. Ice. Look at that. He's just. That's the side. That's oh. fuck. He's thinking. This sounds. This sounds about right to me. Forums that were online at that time, and then it developed into the blog era, and then it developed into the uh, social media era, and now here we are in the YouTube era, and um, it's been like I said about twenty years coming, right? Oh my God, that guy almost fell asleep. Did you see his eyes roll on the back of his head? Yeah. Now, but yeah. He's about to seize out. That man, was he vaccinated? Is, um, is a consortium of guys who get consortium. together and they compare notes about really three main things. Money, muscles, and pussy, hoe, drugs. Game. So, and by game, I use game in the terms of social skills at this point. So, And these pickup artist sites that you're talking about, people were putting up websites and all about how to pick up women that originally it was discussions on forums where men all over the world would get together and say let's compare notes let's compare notes let's get together and let's see if we can figure this out well, i've seen a lot of seminars and stuff we don't where call it picking up women more we, we call it uplifting the male dominance you can sign we're not up. picking you up we are raising you to a status, a status of love and motherhood. Up and take a course and they guarantee you if you have trouble getting dates. Look, I don't know what your rules are, but I got my wife because I eat pussy like it's a hot steak. I just get in there and I wiggle back and forth. I motorboat it. I know where all the spots are. Do you know where the erogenous zone is? He just starts asking them those questions. It's her picking up women. I want you to, before, I just want you to smell these fingers real quick and tell me what you smell on there. They tell you. That's Miss McGraw right there. They guarantee you, you take this course, you'll date the hottest girl in the room. And I don't know anyone that is guaranteeing that at this stage. I don't think anybody has ever guaranteed that. However, if there is a benefit and net benefit for that, it is the fact that you can take a guy such as Ben here, and level him up from, say, a five to a six. Is that not an Ben, definitely. This is Ben realizing. Five to a six. This is Ben, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that's him telling Ben you, you're only capable of a six here, Ben. I mean, mm -hmm. goddamn. Just a six. Just a six, Ben. I mean, you're, ten. you're giving me a real hard thing here, but I mean, I can uplift Ben. The shape of the head is kind of not fixable. God did that. This is Ben realizing that he back. is not perfect yet. I actually want to, like, we should, we, do you want to take a break? Oh, I'm just, I want to grab a snack. Oh, grab a snack, and baby. And then I'll, I'll come right back. For sure. And I'll come right back, so. All right, let's watch this fucking virgin. If you went from being ordinary to being somewhat extraordinary, is that not a net benefit to a, to a gentleman like Ben here? You say the greatest problem with men is men are purposeless and sedated by pornography, online video games, alcohol, or marijuana? Yes, absolutely. What do you mean sedated by? Hey, plenty of gals that enjoy a joint and some Netflix. How old are you? 24. That's 24. 24 years old. So we're looking at a gen, gen, so gen Z. You're looking at a generation that was acculturated and socialized behind a screen. 
we have a, a, a generation of what we call lost boys right now who don't have... I a, love how this is all just turned into an in- intervention for the bald kid. Father figure. They 24 don't and Jesus Christ, you're completely bald. Rolo Tomasi. I mean, that sounds like a gimmick someone gives the WWE. Of my, they don't have any guidance, whether, it, whether it's masculinity or much else for that matter. And so, of course, if I can say, hey, look, uh, I've got, I'm an older gentleman and I can help level you up and common sense is so rare right now, we can commodify it, <laughs> then I'm going to go and do my best to help men. I'm not in the business of helping men become better men. I'm in the business of helping men have the tools and the equipment so that they can build their own lives. You, you say the greatest problem with men is men are purposeless mm-hmm. and sedated by pornography, online video games, alcohol, or marijuana. Yes, absolutely. Um, what do you mean sedated they're, by? They're escapisms is what they are. Men are sedated by these things, and these are things that women should be sedated by so that men can take advantage of them. If your crummy life is, uh, if your escapisms are better than your crummy life, then you're going to dwell more in those escapisms. So what do men do today where they're addicted to pornography? Anyone in this room on their, on their phone can go get hardcore pornography anytime they want to. Yeah, that's America, baby. There's a reason why it's free. If you go and you look at uh, marijuana being, um, being legalized, if you look at the opioid epidemic right now, if you look at the way we sedate... Hooking up in sex is supposed to be so cool. And like all of these men's rights activists try and do it like they all hate weed. They all hate fun. They're such Christians. It's unbelievable. Eight men today. That is the number one. I think anyways, is the number one problem that we're looking at for really the latter half of the millennial generation. Part of getting laid is being fun and like not like you got to let loose a little bit. Bare minimum. Even people who don't smoke weed drink. Like, I very rarely know people, the people I know that don't do anything are either in a weird religious cult or they are coming off a severe addiction to something. Right. And all of Generation Z right now. Yeah. And you you talk about that the suicide rate for men is three to three and a half to five times. times, Depending on whose numbers you're looking at and what the demographics are. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are more men. Also, the suicide rate for men are, is higher because men are fucking mentally weaker than women. Women, do you have the NG, the fucking stress women carry all day and don't fucking put bullets in their heads? Also, women do brave shit. Like, I've heard women, like, women will take a running leap off the top of a fucking parking garage. Like, that is insane. The three women in my family, one's an emergency <laughs> nurse, my mother. Yeah, my sister is a, my sister's a detective, and my other sister is a goddamn psychiatrist. Hell, dude, your sister's and a it's detective. Just, it's just like that's why does she sit in her car and investigate people? Like, is she a PI? Yeah, that's no, she's a, she works for the Blue Island Police Department, but she's a detective for them. Hell yeah! So she's not out on the street; she's yeah. out there fucking like mayor of East Town, right? Hell yeah is for women and you interpret that as meaning what i interpret that as meaning that those are deaths of despair we, we have a term for that it just right goes now. to show that men women can do crazy ass jobs yeah and men can't really do it. that's why <laughs> my, people always say like, like women are only women are nurses like yeah because only 
because nurses have to walk into like they have to see the intro nurses have to see bones popping out of legs and like they're the fucking tip of the spear like so to be in like there's why men aren't nurses because fucking men are yes. fucking terrified of situations like that women can handle it they build up lives they build up personalities that's why and that's another thing of like that leads into his their reasoning of like they have a natural inclination to mother and it's like yeah and it's that same natural inclination that makes them better at witnessing a fucking someone's cheekbone protruding through their face because like their nature is like oh i need to fix this person and i can't be passed out to do it they build up uh, what life equity, let's just say. They lose a job, they lose their, their wives, they lose out on something, and no one is there to tell them how to bounce back from that rejection, how to bounce back from that defeat, how to come back from being zeroed out. So they're faced with two really very real decisions. One is rebuild yourself or delete yourself. And unfortunately, most men are deleting themselves right now. What do you mean, no. delete? Oh, I rebuilt myself. I renamed myself Rolo. Leading themselves. (laughs) Well, the prime demographic for suicide for men right now is 45 to 65 years old. It's it's what they call deaths of despair. Um, We we constantly harp on the fact that... Listen. This guy's about to cry. 65 years old. This guy's... 65 years old, that's only suicide by definition. You've lived a little bit of life at 65. And don't yes. have friends. They don't have close. Friends. Like that's the, if you're committing suicide as a senior citizen, like come on, you're almost there. Just be miserable for the next 15 years. You came this far. Do a couple friends. They don't have the same networks that women do. A couple um, drugs. And just then do, we just do a shit ton of drugs. Yeah, just get addicted to heroin. <laughs> you're making you're making meta. You're fucking. You know, you're getting social security. Just buy heroin. Put the blame yeah. for their mental health back on them by saying it's toxic masculinity. And if you guys were just more like women, then you would reach out for therapy of some sorts if women were killing themselves at four times the rate that men are you would have a dedicated month and the nfl would change their you're right women aren't killing themselves at the rate as men because they're too busy being raped at a higher rate than fucking <laughs> <laughs> they got their number two uniforms to pink or something else so, so that we would have some sort of yeah, female they're too busy, prevention they're month. too busy being killed by men <laughs> We don't see that right now. Like, I think someone, uh, Larry told me earlier, every five days or five hours or something, right? Every five days, an American family is killed by a family member. 90% of the time, Every five days, a family is killed by its family member, and 90% of those people are a man with a gun. As we blame it on toxic masculinity. You know what? What do you mean when you saying? What I'd rather leave my family than murder my family, right. and it's just the sad truth. Like, yeah, like you never ever want to think about it like that. But it's just like there's a lot of people in the news that just murder their family, and it's just really crazy to me. Also, <laughs> don't do that. I would like, only be them. impressed. Just leave them. I would only be impressed if someone literally murdered their whole family, second cousins, like all literally just spent. <laughs> 27 years murdering their entire lineage. Say media so I took a 20 I took a 23 and me just so I can find the remainder of my family so I can murder them. Celebrates masculinity as equaling acting feminine. 
Well, that's the only time that the, the mainstream media will ever celebrate masculinity is when you see the rock in a tutu. Whenever you see, uh, whenever you see men behaving conventionally feminine, that's when the media... At some point, I'm trying to find, they bring this fucking guy's wife on. Oh, here we go. They, there's always, they always bring a female men's rights activist on. Oh, she's a lawyer. She was a lawyer. Then their daughters. So what's troubling young men today? Now, I brought together some people who... I brought together some people, again, in place of other people that said no to appearing on this show. This is the B team. Presumed to know about this because they spent time looking into it. Richard Reeves. Anyone of consequence on this transphobe subject goes on Rogan, and I'm not Rogan. Is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institute and wrote the book of Boys and Men. Why the modern male is struggling, why it matters, and what to do about it. Now, Marilyn York is a men's rights attorney. And Imran Ahmed is a CEO and the founder of the... Men's rights attorney. That means she fucking defends men that can never afford to pay her. Center uh, for countering digital hate. So thanks to all three. They fucking all, everyone hates that guy at the table because he's he sounds gay in his brown skin. So they're like, we're not buying anything. For joining you're the conversation. <laughs> Mary, let me start with you. You've been listening so far. What do you have to add to the conversation before I ask you any specific questions? Anytime a man tries to interpret a woman, it's embarrassing. And any time we try to interpret a man, it's embarrassing. Like, we need to stay in our lane a little bit more. When I hear a man telling me what I want as a woman, there's just some misconceptions being thrown about as though the generalities are true. And we're missing a... Her whole thing she's about to put out is like, just obey. Why can't you just calm down if a man just says you're being an obey. annoying whore? Huge component of relationships, that's a really important one. And that's intimacy. We're talking all She's about... She's almost saying like... It's not abuse if you don't act abused. Prestige. And relationships have two components that they're very base. Intimacy <laughs> and prestige. And every relationship at its core is a mix of the two. Just take it. Develop a tough jaw. Even take the super old rich guy and the super young hot girl. There is a component of intimacy to their relationship that works for them. In addition to the prestige, it comes with his success and his monetary gain and her beautiful body and her youth. And so I feel like we're missing it and we're doing a disservice to both genders. And the other thing is it always feels like a gender battle. Like it's always men versus women. And even at home, I cannot talk about this with my own husband. I cannot talk about. He just fucking slaps me around silly whenever I bring this up. And I'm the attorney. Right with him. I want to kill him. He has a gavel and he hits me upside the head with it and says sustained, even though that's not what you're supposed to say seconds and i'm like i'm on your team like i represent dudes and i hate you and i'm never extreme enough for him and he likes to spew facts at me like men are always guilty when the police come i'm like what who have you been arrested i last time i checked you've never even been investigated what do you what do you mean this always happens he's like you know it's true it's a fact i'm like oh my god it's a fact again and i do know it's true i actually watch my poor male clients get arrested for ridiculous stuff all day i can give you a hundred case studies that would break your heart but when he so says i want to deck it and why yeah <laughs> why does it have to be that way why can't i just calm down and she's listen like and not she's like she 
basically ghostlit him. Basically, yeah. was just like, I just no, ghastly, your bitch. argument is not right. I actually did see actually a guy get arrested recently, and it was upsetting. Like, not begin competition, and I can't. Uh, I can't. At least at home, I'll try to do better for you, doctor. Thank you. So yeah, these are these fuckers. <laughs> so that was these men's rights people on Doctor Phil. So culty. Everybody. Now, I think I'm going to take a quick break to smoke a bowl, and then uh, we can get into this Gutfeld and then TV history and all kinds of fun stuff. But we got more show coming up. Okay. We will be right it's back. It's time to switch to Verizon. Sadie did. And now, she has my plan. The first unlimited plan that lets her choose exactly what goes in it. Now, she gets to pick only the perks she wants and saves on every one. And with an incredible new iPhone on us... No wonder Sadie is celebrating. Introducing my plan. Get exactly what you want, only pay for what you need. Act now and get iPhone 14 Pro on us when you switch. It's your Verizon. If you're not home, even the smallest drip has the power to become a big problem. But when you have the Moen Smart Water Monitor and shut off, it can automatically stop a leak no matter where you are, so you never feel the pressure. This delectable ramen noodle recipe will put an end to your drive through dinner rituals. Throw that powder and that tasty combo of delightful carrots and the rich touch of bok choy. Norte's combos. It's not fast food, but it's so good. It's how you pile on the love. Kingsford. It's how you do it. Four brothers are our last hope to save the world. Cool. No, not cool. A bit cool. On August 2nd. You can't stop us. What? Ice Cube, John Cena, Seth Rogen. What you looking at, yeah, bro? What you looking at? Jackie Chan, Rose Byrne, Post Malone, Maya Rudolph, and Paul Rudd. I like his vibe. I like your vibe. I like your vibe. I like, I like your, your vibe. vibe. Ninja Turtles, only in theaters, August 2nd. Save 15% on new school styles at old school prices, like kids' tees for $6.99 and under, jeans, and more. Plus, get these statement-making styles before they're gone, now at Kohl's. When you have something to get done today, getting everything you need today is helpful. That's why Ace has free in-store and curbside pickup, or even same-day delivery from your locally-owned neighborhood Ace. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. The only way Papa John's makes a big, extra-large New York-style pizza like this is by hand-stretching that Papa John's fresh, never-frozen dough. Get the extra-large New York-style pizza from Papa John's. A whole family of products blessed with Cine dust. Crack the science of stronger hair for peace. It's keratin, protein, or biotin in reloaded systems. Up to 72 hours first control, 48 hours definition, or 72 hours thicker looking hair for teeth. By Garnier, naturally. you can't go for bold without going broke get the brands you want 
the prices you want, whenever you want. TJ Maxx, where you can always afford to be you to the max. More shopping? You should watch your spending, honey. I'm saving with Liberty Mutual, Mom. They customize your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Check it out. You could save $700 just by switching. Ooh. I'll look into that. Let me put a reminder on my phone. Save $700. Pick up Dad from airport. Oh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Probably need a credit reference just to get in the pool. Oh, oh. oh Nettie. Not a single body that exists in nature. Look at that. Liddy. This too. Where? Oh, on the board there. Oh, isn't he a stunning piece of work? Look, Nettie. That's called liposuction. Hmm. We had protection, you know, you hit the water at that speed, God knows what happened. Oh, let's go say hi. Let's do, please. Wow, it's amazing. Stunning. Oh, oh. oh. oh hello. Oh, you look lovely. Oh. Hi. Oh, guys, I'm so glad you could make it. Oh, by the looks of you, that water's so cold. <laughs> yes, well. Your tummy looks different from my daddy's. Oh, Nettie. Oh. Not everyone has their own personal trainer. <laughs> well, guys, you got your swimsuits? Want to go for a dip? Oh, great. great. Good. How about you, Mrs. Dalfire? Oh, you wicked, wicked man. Isn't there enough flesh here for you to feast your eyes on? <laughs> oh, come now, Mrs. Dalfire. Don't be bashful. Oh, no, dear. I think they've outlawed whaling. Oh. You'll be reenacting the Titanic. <laughs> Oh, no, no, just go, go leave me here. I'll just sit here in the sun and crisp. I don't think you can get heat stroke twice in the same year. Okay, well, let's go, kids. Swim time. Go, go, come dear, on. I'll be fine. Come, I'll on, be come on, come on, come on. Your day's on me, Mrs. Arthur. Anything oh, you need, just put on my oh, tab, okay? Thank you, dear. <laughs> yeah, touch me again, I'll drown you, you bastard. Oh, just, I'll just sit here and watch you move in on my family. Hello, hello. How are you? What am I doing here? This is beyond obsession. Oh, God. Bloody tastic. Can I have another? Sure. Hi. All right. Gonna be coming back here in a minute.
on me. back still got some mrs doubtfire going on on the main tv up top here the end of doubtfire Ooh, who's Rugrats? was this pre james bond so 1993 this was before he was james bond miranda hillard i didn't see this until after or at least when he was james bond it never really clicked that like oh that's mrs doubtfire shitty stepdad to do with kids? this is back when simply the stepdad was the enemy didn't matter if he beat you or if he was nice to you. I mean, Brosnan seems like a decent, decent enough guy in this. Got an awful lot of baggage, though. Three kids. Sweet, terrific. Got the Colonel serving him drinks back there. Natalie, look at her. sweet pie. But yeah, and then if you look below, once Bailey gets back, we're gonna get into this fucking Gutfeld, Geraldo nonsense. Apparently, part of the reason of Geraldo's firing is because of Gutfeld. Gutfeld is really running amok back there with with. Unbridled, unearned power is gut felt, and we're gonna get to the bottom of it. Ooh, we got some Fox Sports boxing. What's up? People, yeah, unchecked, unearned. That should be their slogan. And again, in country, you never know how they look at it, but this is a close fight. This is a close, close fight. I love these boxing matches when you hear three motherfuckers clapping in the background. This thing's in fucking some weird city in Turkey. Not sure if NGM has shown the power to be able to take Youngquist out. He's given it. You hear those punches echo in the background. Now he was brought in here as an opponent. He surprised everybody. He sure did. And he might get a W here. It's not over yet. I've noticed we have to All whisper. Right. We have to whisper while we're doing commentary. I'm talking about how the, I love these boxing matches where you can clearly hear that there's only eight people in the background. <laughs> like you heard like the punches are vibrating and even the announcer oh even the announcer is like we have to actually speak quiet because i've noticed that if we talk louder you can hear us over our commentary Maybe doesn't do his <clears throat> his best on this given day you've got to show up and show out and that uppercut right uppercut by ngm i love watching nobody's like this box because it's like man you're really beating yourself to death for no reason no reason. Like the Saudis are the only ones giving away money. Ooh, the SBs. Oh, right hand by Carolina over the. These crowd. ended. I hate when they throw shit at you like this. It says the SBs are on. Advertise. And then we got this UFC fight. We knew this was like, gonna be a close. This fight. ain't even live. No. It's interesting to see how it's playing out. Two fearless females. Two fearless biological females. Right, Joe? Again with the clinch and the knees. Nasty clinch and knees to the body by Carolina. All right. Anyway, let's get into this fucking. I just want to put something on that's not UFC. The, the why I here's what I've realized because we're gonna get into some boxing for TV history. I the reason what what I can't get past in MMA and it's so trite. I never. I always thought it was weird that they were barefoot. Like part of me is like, yeah, I get it's a more complete version of fighting, but like, why do they gotta be smelling each other's feet and shit? Yeah. I love the transporter. The transporter is like comfort food to me. I saw the transporter three. It's like the shortest movie of all time. Oh, all of them. You could <laughs> bang out this whole trilogy in like four hours. It's really fantastic. <laughs> I've gone. I've started the transporter and gone out for what I think is going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the weed store and then get a, a Starbucks. And then I come back and the transporter is over. Like, I think I legit it's think this movie, quick. it's two hours on TV, but I think without commercials, this movie is like an hour and 32 minutes long. Yes. That almost seems crazy now. 
that like there used to be a good chunk of time where most movies were under two hours. Like I remember even when you'd see a movie that's an hour and 48 minutes, you're like, what is this, an Oscar movie or something like that? Yeah. Like the length of a movie always dictated like, oh, this is a this is a big deal. So anyway, and here's Oppenheimer coming out really soon. and It's three hours long. Oh, dude. <laughs> and, you know, with Christopher Nolan, like I've I've done the editing to when the bomb goes off, you actually are going to be vaporized. Like you're going to you're going to feel the pressure. It's really going to be that crazy. You're going to feel the pressure of a nuclear explosion on your cells. No, thank you. Yeah. People will have, you know, trace cancer after watching this. Uh, so apparently, uh, if we focus on the lower screen here, we're going to get into this Gutfeld Geraldo fight. As you know, we despise Gutfeld on this show. Uh, it's it's unearned. He just they just seem to promote their highest rater. Uh, it disgusts me that if you look in this in his Wikipedia, it says libertarian political commentator, comedian and author. He is not a comedian. If you think his show is funny, you've officially revoked your fucking anything is funny license. Um, and apparently there's been a Geraldo beef with Gutfeld. Let's try and watch. Geraldo uh, erupts. Oh, this is a young Turks. I'm trying to find an actual fucking video here. I don't want to see Gutfeld shred anybody here. Geraldo. Look at this fucking face. This is my favorite. Look at look at Geraldo's fucking glasses. God, look at those glasses. He looks like yeah. he's doing spells. He looks like he's got a he's gonna make a doll out of Gutfeld and poke it with needles. Very Diane Keaton glasses. Freaking Satan looking. He looks like a warlock. Yeah, that fucking devilish mustache. He was yeah. the one who had the special about Satanism in the 90s. It was him the whole time. He said a toxic relationship with co-host of the Fox News program, The Five, played a role in his departure from the news network after 23 years last month. At the time of his Fox News exit, the veteran journalist initially suggested that he left The Five of his own will, but now it's said that he was fired. Uh, I had a very toxic relationship with another of the cast members. He said, oh, on The View. Oh, you know they wanted him to spill. Come on, Gerald's out. Spill it. Spill it. Oh, him and Joy Behar. Him and Joy are friends actually. oh they cavell like, joy behar really is weird. weirdly kind of right wing i feel like she's kind of one of those old bag comedians who's like the cancel culture though but it's the cancel culture you're getting canceled for jokes i love how i the whole time she's i did very that very weird the whole time i was doing that impression i was tracing the shape of her face with this cursor <laughs> and it tells you what the five is <clears throat> Last month, there was growing tension at the five. I guess it was over abortion. I'm trying to get to what exactly it was. Uh, I may get there for you. you can, so I got a call from the two female executives and they said, you're off the five, but there are plenty of other things you could do. Uh, okay. But yeah, apparently they had a disagreement about abortion. Uh, but Gutfeld is awful. Let's see what the latest gut felt clip is let's see this twerp what happens in oh this is from two hours ago what happens in vegas stays in vegas this is going to be him either talking about some sort of homelessness or blaming the heat on on the woke mind virus Gutfeld presents another vegas story what the hell just happened and whatever it was what the hell was that 
See, this is their, this is a bit. We finally get to see a gut felt bit. This is like okay. classic version of what all these New York comedians say is, oh, it's such a funny show. Such a good time going on there. Anytime a New York comic, you'll question them. They'll be like, yeah, I went on Gutfeld, number one show on cable. Like they won't say it's funny. They'll just be like number one show on cable. Yeah. yeah. He flaunted his junk, putting gamblers in a funk. Like what is in, what is on these stacks of paper? There's no way that this is all like prepared material. This is all eugenics research in these folders. A 35-year-old tourist, aren't they all, was arrested after bizarre nude escapade at Harris Casino on Sunday. TMZ giving me the video, no doubt, doing God's work. You see Brian... Uh, he's like shaming this, and this is just like a good time. Yeah. Like, this is just a guy naked at a casino, all and he's just like... Fat people in a casino. <laughs> I can't pronounce it, so moving it's on. Like, Strolling along, but things... Wouldn't you just laugh if you saw that? Like, just like, what the fuck? Turn for the worse when he hopped on a table. Roll it. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good time. This is the woke mind virus. Let's see how they're going to make this about Puerto Ricans and race. Everybody laughing, having a good time. Like they're this guy's not terrorizing anybody. Look at him going up for a five. That was the roulette table. He's on there for that long. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's good that's balance crazy. to stay on that table. But who knows yeah. if his ball landed on red or black? <laughs> <laughs> Great joke by your nani by your fucking scab ass writers. Uh, yeah. Or Gutfeld actually writes this show, which is even more pathetic. But here's where it really gets good. That'd be great if he did. He rocket a shit. No, he just he's springing. He's spreading it out. He's just throwing it out that there. Disgusting. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at the guy in the disgusting my ass. This guy in the Bronco shirt is loving it. Didn't even see that. Wow, that makes this joke a little bit more troubling. But trust me, it's nothing I haven't seen in the Fox and Friends green room. <laughs> but security finally showed up and got him under control. Brian's family told the New York Post his behavior was completely out of character. Someone had spiked his drink with a hallucinogenic drug at a bachelor party earlier that night. Hell yeah, dude. Ari Shafir was there. Explains his altered state of mind. Apparently, he doesn't remember a thing that happened. His wife is 33 weeks pregnant. Good for her, bearing children like women should. As they're good people, <laughs> and her husband's a great person, and he would never act in such a way. And hey, then he's the victim. Together. I want to know did Gutfeld cover the fucking chick who yelled at all the Mexicans at her pool in Colorado? Did you hear that? Did you see that? No. Let's see this broad. So is he just getting to the point that Vegas just doesn't take care of? Yeah, like, I think this is like that's people on the, this on the is, casino. I mean, they sometimes they struggle to make their right wing points. I mean, Fox News really is kind of in this weird spot of like, what rhetoric are we choosing? Because like they're not Trump anymore. So I almost feel like they're going to pivot to this like right-wing daily show vibe like across the whole board like i think they're gonna fall back on the like well we're a we're satirical now 
Sure. Brian, a computer program was still busted for disorderly conduct and five counts of indecent exposure. He was also slapped with a battery charge hmm, for allegedly slugging. That's a good beard. Slugging a one-legged man. <laughs> probably for putting his remaining foot down. But the question remains, why would a normal male decide to ruin his life? Is it his on? life isn't ruined. This is a white guy with a nice thick beard. He'll be fine. It's the case of being yeah, drugged. He'll fist fine. bump the guys at work. We go to our experienced expert on the unique <clears throat> effects of illicit substances. <laughs> We're gonna, we've assembled the five hottest women to make jokes about this. We got Fat Tits McGee over here. What do you gotta say, Fat Tits? Not me! <laughs> no! <clears throat> Kaylee, I, I'm so interest, interested in this story because I think that like, we hear of people getting drugged and turning into something that they're not. His friends say that. Like, I've been sniffing the Sharpie the whole time we've been doing the show, and I'm very level-headed right now. He was claiming that he was feeling un unusual and so after having a drink. What do you believe? Do you believe that this is just like a, 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 a crime that ha happened to him? Not See, that's the thing. If this is, it's crime. This is just a, to illustrate how crime is rampant in the cities yeah. crime he committed well first i believe i've been defamed as a sports better and a drug connoisseur so take it back um i've thought deeply about this story uh it is very peculiar and apparently he said he was just sitting around talking about homeowners insurance right and then someone comes to him with a drink and it was a pretty innocuous drink seemingly yeah. and then 10 to 15 minutes one of those gay woman drinks later he gets paranoid runs out and does this yes i'm sorry something doesn't add up I'm just glad it wasn't, it's Long Island man and not Florida man. So yeah. I don't have to claim this individual. Yes. You know, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our blurrer. <laughs> that was good blurring. <laughs> Had a very busy week. <laughs> blurring a lot of things. We force our interns to do it by the pixel. We don't make it easy for the blur. Imagine what those nightmares are like, Kat, being the blurrer. The things that they see that you can't talk about, the problem. Think if you got like a royal flush and you saw that and then like, oh man, this guy's my Great luck charm right here. <laughs> pool lady. Let me see uh, if Gutfeld covered the pool lady. So if you don't know about this, there was this old rich bag who fucking yelled at a bunch of fucking people at her. She, it's like, you ever been in a part, like you've seen that uppity white lady who always asks for your key fob because she doesn't believe you fucking live there? Yeah. She did this to like a Mexican family at her pool. Let me see if Gutfeld got me. But yeah, that might be, I think that is all the gut filled pedophile salivating at media outlets, ripping sound of freedom. Holy shit. Look at his faces. I love the gut filled stills. The, the, the thumbnail on the gut filled. Oh, oh my God. This airline will put, all right, let's get to TV history here. We'll get to some TV history. Uh, here we go. I made so many subfolders. So we're doing. Did you watch uh, the All Star Game? I did. It felt it was a weird game. Even though I'm pumped, the National yeah. League won, but like it was on the West Coast. But I feel like because Seattle's north, like it was just sunny for longer, and it was a low scoring game. And I really feel like them having the matching uniforms changes the vibe of the game. 
Like it almost confuses you and you feel like you're watching two creative teams in a video game play. Yeah. Like I didn't know who was who. I, w- I was just kind of like zone. It zoned me out. It didn't keep my attention at all. No. I thought they they did a good job at the home run derby, and then the All Star game was just kind of uh, it was fine. I like stopped watching after the sixth inning, yeah, and then just went to bed, you know, because by the time it was like I don't know nine thirty by the seventh inning, I'm like, oh, it's light out out there, you know, it's on the west coast, whatever. And then I saw the final score three to two. I was like, yeah, I didn't really miss anything. <laughs> yeah, it was. I guess the Cubs pitcher dominated Justin Steele. That's all. Oh yeah, he's he's having a good season. Yeah, they'll trade his ass. really good season. He'll be trade trade fodder. So the first thing we're gonna get into is uh, an episode of this show called Champs, which is a sitcom from 1996 starring Timothy Busfeld, who is Poindexter in Revenge of the Nerds. Um. I took notes. So I I couldn't find the episode that actually aired because this is one of the few shows in 1996 right now that is airing new stuff. Uh, Because like current television, it was all like reruns. Uh, But the episode that actually aired was this will never have Paris. But the concept of this show is Timothy Busfeld lives in the same neighborhood with all his five friends and it's 15 years after they won like a high school basketball championship game. So, and this is the pilot. So they have to hammer this concept home by like just them constantly making references to like, I know you love him because he hit you on the fucking break. Like they're always referencing this fucking title game in the pilot. They just hammer it over your fucking head. I'm going to put it on the big TV here. When he opens the package. Never open the package, James. Never. Just leave it at the door. The big thing that we're eventually going to get to, though, is where the July 17th is the anniversary of TWA Flight 800. Do you remember that shit? Yeah. I remember we flew on that. We flew on TWA right after that happened, and my dad kept referencing the fucking flight. I'm just like, what are you doing? Oh. He was a psychopath. He was a psycho. (laughs) (sighs) That's crazy. That's, oh, that's, yeah. So this is champs. He was, he was a psycho. We would go on Ferris wheels, and he would get stuck at the top, and he'd rock us, and then laugh when we cried. He was wild. (laughs) What's that? He just was too too faithful of the American uh, of American workers uh, like results. He's just like this is a rickety rusty fucking Ferris wheel. We could go down. It was delivered to my people. Juice toast sports section. So here's Busfeld again. Plot. He lives in the same town with his five chums from high school. After they five friends living in town after they won a high school basketball title. And then it's dude. This show was produced by Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and David Geffen. I mean, those are like generational billionaires. It's wild how it's like TV was so hard to crack for movie people back then. Like, I mean, he he produced Tiny Toons and cartoons, but like movie people couldn't crack TV. They like there were some, but like it just 
This show looks so cheap for the power and the money of the producers. Kevin Nealon plays one of the friends, and then it's a couple of other bums. Our high school team. But again, that's another reference. Tom, I said star. Excuse me. I mean, who's going to start over? Me. Geez, I don't know, Coach. Who would you rather have had out there? The coach just walks in. Well, Marty. Michael Jordan, Marty Hesloff. Air Jordan, Marty. Marty is Kevin Nealon. Do I have to go home and okay, get my scrapbook? Your scrapbook's not at home, it's in your car. The New Bedford game. The one we lost in double overtime. I think we could have used Jordan there. Though, Herb, you had a hell of a game that day. 13 points, 9 assists. And by Herb, I mean Jew. You get a loose ball, I'm at Edna, my first wife. I mean, this is hitting all the archetypes. You got the fucking greasy Italian. You got the working guy. You got the loser as fucking uh, Neelan. Old man. Busfeld is the fucking one that's all together. Play defense. You didn't hustle. Poor shot. There was also a good chunk of shows. I mean, Home Improvement hit the home run on it. But there was a counter to the sitcoms that took place in cities. And there was a glut of shows that like suburban and a working class guy hanging out with his friends. Although I was open. I was open, too. You're all open. Come on, it was 20 years ago. Let it rest. If we let it rest, the show wouldn't exist. What are you talking about? Your job. Right. <laughs> Herb, you're a doctor. That'd be funny if there, you, uh, there was a show like this, but it literally took place in another reality where you said, like, you said shit like that. You just started swarming in a vortex. You're ripping apart reality. Stop talking. We want to. We just don't want to make the commitment. <laughs> I may want to give it a shot, Herb. So, so do they go play basketball no, at any point just, of the show? Or is no, it just their lives are family? They're men? constant. And I can't find other full episodes, so I don't really know. But it just seems like they're living in the past and constantly referencing the show. How'd you do tonight, Phoebe? <laughs> like they're old. And then check this out. So this is the pilot, mind you. So like there's no past reasoning for this. Hamlet. But so apparently the daughter is like a genius actor and they're like, he's like all about her being a genius. What was that all about Phoebe? She feels bad because she this got on ABC. This was yes, this was on ABC. She's special. Wow. Right after, and they gave it a bad slot. So you had Ellen at eight, the faculty at eight thirty, Grace under fire at nine, and then this was after Grace under fire. I think they thought it would catch the like run over. Well, for boys, it's different. Twelve is an age for hierarchy, power, domination. Same as thirteen, fourteen, hundred and six. Pick an age. What a rogue and peasant slave am I? Oh God, are you going to be like this the whole time? Liketh what? Every time I get cast in a part, you take on the character of whichever role I'm playing. My lady doth not speak the truth. Mom, make him stop. The worst was Diary of Anne Frank. For three months, you wouldn't let us turn the lights on in the afternoon. Then you just open up. But you were Nazis. Retractor. <laughs> you were Nazis. Yeah, you were Nazis. I'd be like, hun, why are your friends still here? 
contract. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll lend you mine. Also, this is 1996. Like, the apartment looks awful. For being produced this looks by, like a play. This for, looks like I'm yeah, watching a play. This is what Katzenberg and Spielberg money got you in 1996? I mean, what was he tied up on in 96? Did he fucking spend it all on Jurassic Park? I know you can. <laughs> Believe in yourself and yourself will come through for you. You taught me that, coach. They both look like they're wearing a bald cap, too. Yes. Like, yeah. Can we see this? Hey. It's rated R, but it must be a mistake. Bad Girl starring Drew Barrymore? It's a western! Gunsmoke is a western. This is a bunch of beautiful women running around in their underwear shooting guns. My dad would be all about that shit. With them? <laughs> My dad would be like the coach. You guys want My dad taught me about sex through watching movies with, I, watching movies with me that I shouldn't have been watching. But nice try with the sex and violence. Yeah. You kids drop and give me Never. 20. Learned it from the internet, you know. I love saying stuff like that. <laughs> I like the way I handled yourself there. the internet. I'm raising three boys by myself. Fathering's a contact sport. It's a contact Learn sport. Learn or die. <laughs> hey, Linda, I wanted to ask you something. No, Vince, you have dated... So the plot of this is going to be, I'll tell it to you as it unfolds. Kevin Nealon's character separates from his wife, and Timothy Busfeld has, like, a midlife crisis about it oh my camera pause hold on there we go bonding but these nights have become kind of important to us kind of special really mm -hmm. i thought all you did was sit around drink beer and moan about that new bedford game you lost in double overtime see how they're constantly throwing references to him being a former like it's all yeah. his life is that's the arc that's the whole arc of like the whole it's such show. a it's such a non-plot that they have to constantly reiterate it like the plot of your show shouldn't have to be hammered on so much for you to believe like i feel like they had to keep when they pitched the show they had to keep the used to be high school basketball because they were probably just like, what makes this show different than anything else on TV? And they're just like, because they're former high school basketball players. With Marty's wife having left him. And, and they got to mention it every, every time. It shapes, it shapes what the show is. You didn't say anything? That's what the show is. It's called Champs. Yeah. <laughs> they're losing money eating chips, mumbling like you. It didn't even last the full order. I think only five episodes aired. Wow. Or five didn't air. <laughs> Come on, Adam, let's move it. I know oh, the Heather thanks. Graham show is the shortest show to ever be on ABC. Which that show was lasted that? one episode. Is that in the was that post Austin Powers? That was post Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. That was like two thousand and two. Or maybe even later. But it was mid two thousand. The show Marty. got canceled right Come away. On one episode, I think. It was called the Heather Graham Show. Oh wow! You know what? Oh, here we go. What's going on? Doors. They all look like weird George separators. Yeah, I mean it's a bad quality upload, but they look like man. None of them are discerning at all. Like this is just such a boring ass show. It's great when guys open up like this. 
Did she say why? She says I don't, uh... Communicate? So that's the crux Kevin of this episode. Nealon definitely hides this. He's probably like, what show is this? I never did this. Oh, yeah. And he, like, they were splitting from the Nealon archetype. Like, he's usually weird, spacey, blurts everything out guy. And in this, they tried to make him, like, a soft-spoken kind of idiot, and it just didn't translate well. Oh, he shouldn't be alone tonight. Stay here. Ah, motel's fine. Ah, oh, come on, the garage is all fixed up. Vince will stay too. The garage is all fixed up. What, what to make your divorced friend feel better than to make him sleep in your garage? What are my nuts? <laughs> I love also how he, they have to keep putting mechanisms in for him to keep them at his house. Because I feel yeah. like that's one hole you can shoot of like, how are you going to make this show tenable when like, like, how are you going to make them unite? <laughs> like, I get that they were in high school together, but why are they still hanging out 15 years later? Yeah. Been better. Heart's breaking. Because <laughs> they're men, they can't hug. <laughs> Ooh, he caressed that rib. Busfeld's getting a little more... They just end, end this with them blowing each other. All right. All right, let's not beat it to death. And by it, I mean my penis. I'm shooting hoops on the little set. That has That's actually good acting. Being able to look like you're playing a full court basketball game on like a two foot area. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, Dad, you're getting that look. What look? We're gonna have to talk about how lucky we are to be a family. Well, we are lucky, all of us together under one roof, none of us having been thrown out by our own wives. Yeah, we dodged a bullet there. You know, it's okay to be special. Some people just have the gift. Tie game, 10 seconds left. Only one person can take the shot. You want it to be you. I don't want to hurt your feelings, Dad, but not every problem in I'm life is always going to talk about, about the game. Oh, dude, it's fucking... I'll tell you one thing. If Hamlet had been a point guard on the Danish national team, hey, where are you going? Wow. And, like, you can tell they're trying to capitalize on because the Bulls were hot, so they were trying to be like, basketball's really popular. Let's do a basketball show that's not a basketball show. I'm running down the top 10 sh uh, most short-lived shows. Let's see if this Heather Graham shit's on here. First woman in the United States to graduate from medical school. Born Public Morals, a 1996 show. Also known Aired on CBS, the sitcom follows a group of detectives and cops in New York City's Vice Squad. The show wasn't received well by critics, especially later. Let's see a fucking... Uh, what's that show? Uh, Profit? Sure, why Pro oh, pro yeah, profit. Lawless, 1997. <laughs> dot comedy in 2000. Is that the Sklars? Wow. I don't think I've ever seen him like this. This is it. Emily's yeah. Reasons Why Not. Okay. That's, that's Heather that. Graham. Yeah. Uh, what was that? A young six, uh, yeah, 2000. The show was canceled due to bad ratings and negative reviews from critics, airing only the first episode. And not only that, but Emily's Reasons Why Not caused some outrage for the use of gay stereotypes. 
Dirty laundry. <laughs> Ship him off to some flea bag motel with no name. Neon light blinking on and off all night long. No hot water, he can't shower, no room Osborne's service, he can't really eat. He's dying there. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the Hasselhoffs didn't make it because of the burger thing, I think. He has a little oh, problem wow. communicating. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm almost sure I didn't say that. <laughs> Doesn't communicate. What the hell is that mean? Daddy with Fran Dresser. An adult contestant who was adopted as a baby tries to guess which of 25 men standing in front of them is actually their biological father. This show would kill it right now. It was Vince who gave me that pass, so you don't know everything. Second, I have known Marty since he was 11 years old. I don't have a blind spot about him. He has So yeah, that's what this show, what that's what they go on on and on with this show. It's, wow. it's fucking truly awful. So we'll move on into the week here. This is July. We're moving on to July 11th, 1996 here. Um That's a good TV history segment though with, with this show. Let's continue. <laughs> so we have so on July 11th you had this boxing match between Riddick Bowe and Andrew Galata and this is just a normal fight but the reason this is popular is there was a huge brawl at the end I'm going to cast this in a second come on fuck hold on I had my mouse on my notebook and it was just fucking up. Oh, okay. It's not fucking up. Damn it. I know it's playing. It's playing on the bottom, but I want to put it on the TV. I'm sweating. And then after this, we'll get into the TWA. There wasn't much going on in the news. I literally used AI to find out the news. And the only news that happened this week in 96 is some horse named Cigar won its 16th straight horse race. Yes. Horse racing wow. was still kind of king back in this time. He was clogged up. He shat all day. As to whether he should fight or back out because of his having felt jogged by the switch from 10 rounds to 12 rounds. Dude, Ukrainian boxers, I love the faces on them. <laughs> They're tough as fuck. <laughs> so here is the, we'll go to the end of the fight. This ends up getting wild. Okay. Like the announcers are at it's ringside. So fast. I love the fucking corner talk. Yeah. Riddick Bowe was getting fucked up. It almost sounded there like Riddick Bowe was looking for a disqualification. So I think that's what starts this fight is Riddick Bowe keeps trying to like purposely disqualify himself. 
here at Madison Square Garden. They are near silence as the seventh round begins. Obviously, it's a heavily pro-bow crowd, and now Galata goes to a neutral corner as Kelly once again gives Bo timeout. Time in this time, beginning of the seventh round. Riddick said to us the other day, why do I have to train so hard to fight a bump? He's finding out right now. Dude, there was nothing better than 90s boxing shit talk. They were talking about eating each other's babies and shit. Yeah. This is not exactly the world's cleanest fighter in there getting hit below the belt. He's had his own fouls. Here we go. I'll go to it. Moving up a couple of minutes here. And you're just watching a man get CT right now. George Foreman is an announcer and he's trying to like fatherly talk sense into everybody. The Lord's watching, son. Don't do this in front of God, young man. Wild. Dude, this goes on for like 15 more minutes. It'll be okay. You just have George Foreman keep saying how okay it's going to be and it keeps getting worse. What are you doing? What are you doing, guys? What are you going to accomplish? Just pray it all away, guys. Now the fight has the fight has spread off the ring mat. George Foreman doing his best to stop it. Two more guys going into the ring. Look at that Madison Square Garden, too. See, shit like this is almost why, like, it's detrimental because cool shit like this happening is what ruined boxing because then everybody expected, like, these big brawls and confrontations to happen. And they right. started, like, manufacturing drama to cause shit like this. Man, he got punched right in his dick, dude. That had to hurt so bad. That had to hurt so bad. So, yeah, that was... That was July 11th, we'll move on here. What are we That's why you got to watch the live feed, everybody, because we just saw basically a boxer get the dick punched out of him. This made me feel and fucking old. The crowd went crazy. We go to the bottom screen here, and this is a young fucking Dave Grohl. This is from 1996 Planet Rock Profiles. This is an Irish, uh, an Irish television show. 
Uh, and this is Dave Grohl and the old drummer of the Foo Fighters talking about their tour. Let's just take a take a look back at young Dave Grohl. We're looking at the bottom TV screen now, guys. I love that 90s soccer European music. Oh, look at those graphics from a PC that... <laughs> When Seattle band Nirvana Look at that guy's hair. Like this guy's clearly 40 and dressing too young. When he's interviewing the Foo Fighters, you see Dave Grohl looking at him like, why are you dressed like that, man? It became the biggest rock phenomenon of the 1990s. The three members of the group were thrust into the world media spotlight almost overnight. And when lead singer Kurt Cobain committed suicide just a few years ago, there wasn't too much expectation placed on the shoulders of the other two. Certainly, We didn't think they were going to do shit after that. That's him being like, we didn't think any of them actually had any other talent. Nobody expected the drummer, Dave Grohl, to come fighting back with a brand new outfit and a hugely successful debut album which spawned hit singles around the world. But that's exactly what happened. And that band is Foo Fighters. Let's go and check them out now, just before they take the stage here at The Point in Dublin. Gee, look, look at the boat going by. Jesus, brilliant, look. Seriously, look. Look, look, quick! I swear to God! Wow! Yeah, you thought I was lying, didn't you? <laughs> I just wanted to touch your leg there. Oh yeah. Alright, listen, the album has been out a good while now. I mean the debut album. So let's talk about album number two. Okay. I mean first of all Okay. Is there something about album okay. number one to okay. get something out of the way that it's worked very well for his Foo Fighters being a band of their own entity, they're all you know, they're there. And now second album well, I think with a lot of bands, when they release their first record, it's usually um it's usually uh, years and years of someone writing songs and then they get together and record it and then when it comes to their second album they have maybe a year to come up with something so for people who don't know the first foo fighters album was essentially a dave grohl solo record he recorded it all by himself like he plays every instrument he played like he wrote all the music so when they went on tour for that album it was just them playing dave grohl songs their second album the color and the shape was the first album that was recorded as a band, but he still wrote everything. Yes. And then it wasn't until their third album, the song that has learned to fly and shit, and it's probably why... Their self-titled album. Yeah, that was the first better. one that they all had creative input on. So I always say the third album is technically the first full-on Foo Fighters album. Yes. It will top the first album. Yes, you know I what would mean? agree so with everybody... you on that. Most bands spend three or four years in the practice space before they release an album, and they spend a lot of time on their songs, and so the first album... Ooh, look at them smoking, we're firing up some Joes, bro. Smoking those American spirits, damn, those things are hardcore. So for the second record... Oh, those, those are rough cigarettes. An American those spirit, smokers, those are rough yeah, that's, you, earn your, you earn your way into the American spirit level of cigarette smoking. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a camel blue guy. Hell yeah. I would, when I smoked Siggy Poos for the time I did, I smoked Marlboro 27s or straight up Marlboro Reds like oh. Obama. Oh man, those 72, those, those 27s are really good. Yeah. Yeah. So little time. <laughs> They're not good. Compared to the first album. They're Most cheap. Fans, I don't know, whatever. But Marlboro lights yeah. are Marlboro lights. Big. 
Marlboro lights are disgusting. Like that's what I always tell people. Anyone who thinks cigarettes in general are gross, I'm like, think of your hatred for all cigarettes, and then just know that Marlboro lights are worse. And you were in. You were writing loads of songs. Because because I gotta be honest with you, like cigarette smoke yeah. is gross, but nothing tastes like a fucking Marlboro Red does. Like it it is like a very like satisfying manly cowboy taste the lead singer was the one who put in the I, most songs you said no no I, i'm not writing it i agree with you but i've been a camel guy for a while oh yeah for like a long time and i'm like nothing beats a camel right. blue yeah cam <laughs> plus camel blues were for a good while there were the camel people the promotional camel people that would come around chicago stand-up venues and they would like all you do is you give them your ID and they would give you a coupon for a dollar pack of Camel Blues. No, I did, I did, I did. So like I remember I would buy packs of cigarettes because I never got to the point where like I've never smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. Look at the top screen. This brawl's going tops like it's it's continuing. It's so They've gone into the stands. This Holy is like crap. AEW anarchy in the arena. I did not want to contribute to that band for right. fear I'd pollute something. So that was well, like, Dave Grohl. Like, I mean, That's a young Grohl before he's seen so much tragedy. I mean, we really got to do feel bad for that guy. Right. All his best friends die. He's never going to have a best friend. What's up? Yeah, that's why his mom is his best friend now. All right. Also, something that happened, it's not necessarily, is the MSNBC launched uh, July 15th, 1996. Uh, but really, the, the top, the top of the pops here is this. The crash. Yeah. Yeah. We're That's hearing this on like a... The American Broadcasting Company, ABC. The obsessive desire to rent or buy a movie is known as gots to habits. When you get it, go to Blockbuster Video. All the Ooh, Blockbuster was king. Great new releases will displace gots to habits with the profound feeling of really. Meet two sisters whose laughter, tears, and joy will surprise you beyond all expectations. Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet, Alan Rickman, and Hugh Grant. Sense and Sensibility, dude. I fucking was sick one day from elementary school and stayed home and watched this movie, Delirious, and on, like, cough medicine, and loved yeah. it. <clears throat> loved it. Sense and Sensibility. It's so old and boring. Rented. Sense and Sensibility was one of those, remember the double VHS? Yes, I do. Of course. <laughs> Titanic. It's a double VHS. Hang on, I'm fixing the battery. Oh, fuck. What happened? No. I fucked up. I, I put the battery in backwards and it has not been charging. So, oh no! So we have to end the show. <laughs> we have to end the show because my battery is gonna die. Because we don't have batteries. <laughs> All right. I mean, we've done two hours and twenty-one minutes. We'll come back with exactly. we'll come back with TWA when Crocious is here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> thanks for watching, guys. Oh,
Uh, let me Thanks pull up. Watching. Yeah, let me get some music though. We'll end it with some music from uh, what we got here. Pull up some YouTube music. Want to end it properly, but thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I believe we had one live viewer, even if it was just James Bailey watching and being me. on the show. Oh, all right. We had one viewer. Go yeah. to my YouTube music. Get something from my Mega Mix. I got to be honest. I've been on YouTube music for about two weeks now, and I love their algorithm better. It's like they have YouTube's algorithm, but they have like with Spotify's music library. Yes. Um, I'm going to play this tune that I've been digging on. Uh, this is Came Out of a Lady by Rubble Bucket. It's an old tune from back in my stand-up days. Uh, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, ladies Thanks and gentlemen. For Thanks for watching. Enjoy a little tune. We'll see you when we see you. Uh,
notes, we are off the air when we are off the air. <laughs>